by the way, have you seen the the, um, the article in Sports Illustrated on um, uh, the the football coach Kennedy, Coach Kennedy? Yeah, in Seattle, that's up at the Supreme Court. I love this. When faith and football teamed up against American democracy. Okay, well, we're not a democracy. We're a republic. And with a republic, we have rules. And those are constitutional. And uh, they, they say the expected result in the Supreme Court is a win for the coach and the further erosion of the separation between church and state. You know, S.I., when you can show me where... Uh, the uh, the separation of church and state is in any federal law. Uh, just call me. Call me. Why don't you do sports? I'll stay out of sports because I obviously don't know my ass from an elbow. Uh, and just like you don't know anything about the Constitution. Welcome to Wednesday, big, big television show on tonight to show you the 14-point plan to destroy America that is being implemented right now. It started under Obama. It is being finished now under um, uh, under Joe Biden. We'll give you all of that tonight. You don't want to miss this program. Now, coming up in just a second, Kelly Shackelford is joining us. He is the president and CEO of First Liberty Institute. This is a constitutional powerhouse that has argued case after case after case in front of the Supreme Court. He's been looking at the, I think, six decisions that have just come out from the Supreme Court to tell us what uh, they mean and how they're going to affect our lives, if at all. And we go to Kelly Shackelford in 60 seconds. So Blinds.com is having their summer sale right now. If you are in any place that is having a heat wave, I currently am up in the mountains where we had frost this morning. It's freezing uh, up here in the mountains. Uh, But I know my wife down in Texas, you know, you're in triple digits. And uh, they're saying that this is happening all over the country and we're going to have brownouts. Oh, good. So we can all be like California. Look, if you want to cut the temperature in your house, do you have blinds or shades? Beat the summer and beat the high expense of keeping your home cool, if you can, at blinds.com. Put it at the top of your list. You can stay cool and save up to 40% site-wide right now at blinds.com. 
Ordering online doesn't mean having to sacrifice on style or service. Blinds.com has a premium selection of shades and shutters, drapes, and a whole lot more. They also have outdoor patio shades to transform your deck or patio, and they make the selection easy. They have design experts that are available for live consultations that will walk you through your house and help you find the right shades or shutters or drapes, whatever you're looking for. It's blinds.com. Go there now and save up to 40% site-wide for Father's Day. Save David up to 40% off everything now at blinds.com. That's blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Kelly Shackelford, a very good friend of the program and now a powerhouse to be reckoned with, uh, with uh, the organization he's the CEO of, First Liberty Institute. He is chief counsel of First Liberty Institute as well. Kelly, welcome to the program. Happy to be on, Glenn. Thank you. So you've been watching these roll out uh, from the Supreme Court. We had a surprisingly high number today. We had six uh, different cases. Can you tell me which are the important ones and which actually will affect us? Well, I think for your audience, I doubt very many of them would be of, of any interest. Uh, I think that this is a okay. weird time, Glenn. We've got, uh, you know, uh, a record number, if you look over the past few weeks, that have been not issued. I mean, there's only 65 cases this term, and we were we were like 29 or something just a, a week or so ago, which is, I don't think right. that's happened since maybe 1950. So, but we're getting closer. Wow. We're now down to, I think, 17 or 18, but, but all the big ones are left. Uh, the Dobbs case, the Second Amendment case, the uh, border case, the remaining Mexico, the two big religious liberty cases, which are both uh, our cases at First Liberty. We're waiting for all these big cases, and it looks like they're just going to maybe unleash them all in a very short amount of time close to each other. But uh, it, we'll, we'll wait till next week and see what happens next week. So what are the two big religious um, uh, decisions that are coming? I, I know Coach Kennedy. That's yeah. one of them. What's the other one? The other one is a case out of Maine uh, where they, they had a school choice program where parents could pick any uh, uh, school that they wanted for their kids as long as it wasn't religious. And so it was just pure discrimination <laughs> against all the religious schools. And uh, I think we're going to win. I mean, the argument went well, uh, but this will be a really big case because it'll make clear nationwide that when you have school choice, uh, which we really should have, um, that you can't exclude the religious schools. Uh, you guys are compete against them like everybody else, and people are going to pick the best education for their Correct. children. And uh, so I think that'll be a really big case. It's sort of almost the final uh, nail in the coffin on these attempts to discriminate in school choice. And the only step left really will be to get school choice where parents choose. You know, it, it shouldn't be just rich people get to choose their schools. Everybody should be able to choose what's Correct. best for their kid if it's their tax money. And and quite honestly, why should I have to pay two tuitions? I mean, I'm willing to do it to help the kids that, you know, whose parents don't have any money, but this should all be choice. And I think those public schools would go out of business quickly. I, I was um, in front of an audience uh, last night. Uh, I gave a speech and I was asking the audience some pretty basic questions about America, American history. And I don't know, I think I said three times uh, from the stage last night, 
wow, our school system has greatly failed us on these things. Nobody would raise their hand on on a couple of questions that I thought were fairly easy. Mm. Yeah, it's 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 really I mean, and look, and not only are they failing in that way, right, but they're also failing in what they're trying to indoctrinate, you know, third graders and second graders, stuff that parents are just appalled by and we are all appalled by. So um, as you said, uh, a number of these schools go out of business. I think a number of those schools would actually have to, you know, start acting like they're in that community and this. And they're actually having to be better and they're actually having to be good. And they're actually having to represent the morals and values of their community and not some sort of woke, crazy stuff that they're putting in elementary school. So I think it would be great in lots of ways. And it's fascinating to me, Glenn, it's one of those issues that, you know, Republicans are heavily in favor of school choice, but so are Democrats. I mean, you know, African-American, Hispanic, I mean, these are large percentages and yet they can't get it through because the teachers union has such a lock um, that they're not voting for something that is very important to most of their people. And so I think this part of why you see sort of this really a fracturing uh, of a lot of things that we had kind of counted on. I mean, the, there was a district yesterday in Texas that's 84 percent Hispanic that just had an election for, for a Congress. They elected a Republican. You would never see that in the past. But right. uh, you know, they're, they're voting their right. values. And so some of these things are changing, but that, that case I think will be really big. It's called Carson versus Macon. And of course the coach Kennedy case is a huge case. Uh, I just think we've dealt with for 50 years, a lot of these bad old decisions that have created this sort of hostility to religion in our schools. And uh, it shouldn't be that way. The founders never meant it to be that way. Uh, they believed in free speech. They believed in the free exercise of religion and uh, and that should be what the law is. And I think we're going to move back that way after Coach Kennedy comes down. But we'll we'll have to wait and see what the opinion says. You know, I got to tell you, if I had a coach who is a Muslim and he wanted to take his prayer rug out at the end of a football game and say a prayer, I wouldn't have a problem with that. And I'm I'm right. I'm obviously not a Muslim and. You know, why would why does anybody have a problem with these things um, is the uh, Sports Illustrated has just come out with just an amazingly bad article when faith and football teamed up against American democracy. The U.S. Supreme Court will decide the case of a football coach at a public high school who was told he wasn't allowed to pray on the field in front of players. The expected result is a win for the coach and the further erosion of the separation between church and state. I don't know where they find that. Uh, Kelly, do you? I don't. Uh, it's, it was amazing, Glenn. I, I've been doing this kind of work for 33 years, and this is the first time I can ever remember a, an article by the media being so ridiculous that it, it led to its own news story. There were stories yesterday at Fox News, uh, at uh, Breitbart, at all kinds of media because of the Twitter explosion that occurred when Sports Illustrated posted this story <laughs> it was so ridiculous and so biased everybody's going like okay a coach praying by himself for 20 seconds is the end of democracy you know number one we're not a democracy right. uh you know we're, we're a republic a constitutional republic and number two separation of church and state you know number one that those words aren't the constitution but number two please tell me where the institution of the church is in this 
please tell me where the institution of right. the state is. It's Coach Kennedy. It's not the state. Um, I mean, this is really ridiculous and very, uh, you know, again, Sports Illustrated, as you said, should stick to sports uh, and uh, and not try to get into woke politics in their sports or they're going to, oh. you know, this is the reason why they're losing so many people. So let me, but let me um, uh, take it further. As we look at Sports Illustrated and we see all of the errors there, that's one thing. But I listened to the arguments. Uh, I listened online through your website. And it was amazing to be able to listen to a Supreme Court uh, hearing was incredible. I've never done it before in its entirety live. Um, and. opposing side was was claiming it was it was nothing like uh like the facts of the story it was all over the all over the board i couldn't believe that they could get away with saying the things that they did uh without it being perjury yeah it i think i mean the only people a lot of people don't know but on the other side and let me let me mention glenn if people want to listen to it it's still up at uh our our media website, which is firstlibertylive.com. They can go listen to the argument. It's unbelievable. Um, but it, it, yeah. they, I think it's because what happened is the school district, instead of representing themselves, got as their attorneys, uh, the Americans United for Separation of Church and State, which is an interest group with a, a pretty uh, um, extreme agenda. They're, they're all secular humanists. They want to push religion out of society and these were their attorneys. Well, they don't, they're not very experienced at the Supreme Court. So I think they did something really foolish, which is you start trying to twist the facts. I mean, there's a record. So we could point to the record. And if you remember our counsel, Paul Clement, who's probably the number one guy at the Supreme Court, um, at the end of his rebuttal, he just nailed fact after fact after fact and the record that they were trying to pervert. Well, they can read the record. So that doesn't work. And so what what was happening, by the way, for your audience, if they wonder what we're talking about, is Coach only wanted to pray by himself. He went he went by himself. He, he just a twenty second prayer after the game to thank God for the privilege of coaching the young men that he coached. And he got that from that movie facing the Giants that he saw, and he made that pledge. And for seven eight years, that's what he did until they told him to stop. And at one point, midway through his years, some kids went and prayed with him too. But as soon as the school said, hey, don't do that with the kids, he said, oh, that's fine. That's not what I'm trying to do. And he went back by himself. And they ended up firing him because he wouldn't. And he never. Hey, hang on just a second. He he never, ever invited them. They asked him and he said, it's a free country. Do it. You know, do what you want. So it wasn't like he was indoctrinating or pulling people in. I think that's really important. That's exactly right. Yeah, he, he never did. And and they admitted that. I mean, that was one of the things they admitted. They admitted he never coerced anyone. Uh, so, and yet they, their, new, their new theory at the Supreme Court was to say, oh, no, this is all about Coach Kennedy wanting to pray with the kids. And, and then my favorite was they put a picture in the brief, and they argued this all the time, and the media messed this up all the time. It was a picture of Coach on a knee after the game, surrounded by all these players, and they were saying, look, see, see all the players? Well, what they didn't mention was that was after Coach was told, hey, you go to a knee again, you're going to be fired even by yourself. 
And he was like, look, I don't want to get the kids in trouble, so I'm going to wait until they're singing the fight song, facing the audience, because I don't want them with me. So he went by himself. But what was happening is the whole country was watching this, and he was down on his knee, and he felt people coming around him. He was like, oh, no, the kids are coming around me. When he opened his eyes, it was the other team, all the players, all the coaches. And so as I told the media, this wasn't about him playing with his players. This was about in America, when the government comes and tries to shut down somebody's First Amendment rights, Americans rise up and say, you're going to have to run over me, too. And that's what was happening. It had nothing to do with his players. It was the other team. If there's ever an American story, so Kelly, that's it. Um, let, let me uh, let me take a quick one minute break and come back to you. We're talking to Kelly uh, Shackelford from uh, First Liberty um, about what's happening in the Supreme Court. I just want to uh, take your temperature on on what's happening with the security for the Supreme Court, the vote that happened in Congress yesterday and why I guess it's John Roberts' decision. Why they're waiting on this decision that is causing most of the uh, angst. We'll talk to you here in one minute. Let me first tell you about realestateagentsitrust.com. You put your house up on the market. If you do it today, depending on where you're living, chances are you're going to get you know a, a, a good sale pretty fast. Get a good price for it. Congratulations. Something to celebrate. Now. One question, where are you going to move? These are the same rules that got you a great price on your house. Now they're going to work against you when you try to buy somebody else's house. What you need is someone who knows what they're doing that can help you. You need a great real estate agent. Start uh, with the company that I started years ago called Real Estate Agents I Trust. I highly recommend uh, this because it's the easiest way to find the person who has, in our opinion, the best business practices in the area. Um, I think they're all fans of the show. We vet them six ways to Sunday. I mean, it is a... It is an extensive one of the real estate agents said to me, uh, the only thing you guys didn't do is an anal probe. And I'm like, well, you know, that's next. But uh, we want to make sure these are the guys that we can recommend and will give you a good um, uh, service and the right service and the right experience for selling or buying your house. So whether you're selling your house and moving across the street or moving across the country, we have the real estate agent for you. Realestateagentsitrust.com. It is a free service to you. Realestateagentsitrust.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Kelly, I read a story today, I think it was on The Federalist, that uh, was excoriating John Roberts because... In their words, by holding uh, this uh, this uh, case, they are um, or he is putting the justices in jeopardy and um, and it's not safe. I don't know if that's true or not. It might be safer to hold everything and then just do all of the really controversial ones at the end and be on a plane when those things are coming out. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I had some of the same uh, feelings. Uh, I felt like they should push it out quickly, um, you know, uh, after that, that leak. I thought they should have gone to the justices and said, hey, finish up your opinions. We're getting this out. Because the extra incentive 
of of somebody thinking they could be a hero if they killed somebody because the opinion is not is you if it's not out it's it's you know you could literally change what the opinion could be if if you took somebody off this earth so i thought that was dangerous but at the same time what you say is true too which is let's say they did come out with it they it might be rough for them to be here over the next few weeks issuing all these other opinions when you know their lives would be in danger then maybe it would be more from revenge uh than to change the opinion at that point but it's possible is there any uh, reason they don't just release all what's left now? 18, one day, just release them all. They could. Uh, and that's one of the theories is what they're doing. Uh, you know, you could go with one or one of two ways. Um, either, you know, these more controversial decisions, there's more back and forth. There's more working on dissents and working on side opinions, you know, concurrences, et cetera. And so it just takes longer. Uh, But there's also the idea of sort of just waiting and issuing them as they're on their planes uh, overseas to do their uh, teaching uh, rotations, which they typically in the summer, they'll they'll go overseas. Most of them, except for Thomas, who takes his RV around the country, they go out of the country and they, they, you know, teach and speak and do that. And so they they like to put the most controversial ones where by the time they come out, they're on a plane, they're gone. Uh, and that might be one of the strategies, you know, one of the things we've talked about is the danger of court packing. When these opinions come down, which I, I expect a good opinion on Dobbs, a good opinion on the Second Amendment. I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful after both arguments and both the religious freedoms cases, I think they're going to be wins. But we'll have to wait and see the, the remaining Mexico, the border cases. I mean, I, I think we're going to get a victory after victory. I think the left's head is going to turn uh, you know, around and around. I think they're going to go yeah. crazy. And I think they're going to push for court packing and all this. And so maybe John Roberts thinks if you just issue them all at the same time, that would be better than just sort of week apart, week apart, week apart, where they just build up their frenzy. I, I don't know. But uh, all I know is we're down to 18 cases and, you know, two weeks. And, uh, and you know, the first time we'll, we'll see another opinion would probably be next Tuesday because Monday is a federal holiday. So we're, we're coming down to the very end and there's all the big decisions are still in their hands. Kelly, thank you so much. And thank you for all the work that you guys do. If you ever are looking to support a group, um, uh, a nonprofit and really have your money make a difference, I would suggest you donate to uh, First Liberty. It's an outrageously good uh, organization that is making changes that will last. Kelly Shackelford, FirstLiberty.org. Back program. Our sponsor this half hour is Goldline. I don't know if you've seen what's happening in the stock market, but it ain't pretty. Uh, and the Fed today is supposed to uh, raise maybe three quarters of a point. That's not going to do great things for the stock market again. How much money have you lost in your retirement? Have you even been brave enough to look? How much money have you lost if you had uh, Bitcoin? Whew. What is Bitcoin at today, Stu? Um, you know, I tried. I've been saying you've, you've got to spread your money around in as many different places as you possibly can. Gold is the only thing so far that uh, I have uh, that that is holding its value should be growing but the government is doing all kinds of crazy things but it is you'll at least have something in the end 
every box of 20 gold graded mint state $5 Indian coins. If you buy them every 20, you're going to get 50 brilliant uncirculated silver Kennedy half dollars for free. 866 Gold Line. Call them now. 866 Gold Line. Tonight, my Wednesday night special on Blaze TV. We've got some classic Beck for you. You're not going to want to miss it, like in the uh, in the bad old days. <laughs> you can't miss any of these episodes because they tend to build off of one another. A couple of weeks back, I showed you uh, the new the new global based rules system and how the Biden administration was trying to give the WHO expediated authority where they could bypass our governmental authority. Also during that show, I mentioned new rule changes that were being pushed by the SEC and how Bank of America had written a letter praising it. Well, my research team, because they're overachievers, decided to look a little bit more into this, and it led us to financial records. Dark Money Group and organizations that are tied to the U.N. and the World Economic Forum They are the ones pushing a reorganization of the financial system, and the Biden administration is basically copying and pasting everything that they want. We also found that some of this was attempted during the Obama administration, and the Great Reset has been in motion since at least Obama's first term, when Michelle Obama gave her speech in Puerto Rico. Remember, she said, we're going to have to move into a different place and change our traditions and our language. It was shocking and horrifying at the time, but hard to decipher what she actually meant other than the big overview. Um, we now know. I'm going to show you tonight the catastrophic consequences for what they are at this moment trying to finish if you think food and gas and labor shortages are bad now wait until biden finishes it all and he doesn't need congress to do it don't miss the wednesday night special tonight at 9 p.m eastern on blaze tv you see megan kelly was talking about fox news the other day where she was excoriating them for, I mean, what are they doing? They're running, you know, positive, uh, you know, 12-year-old kid stories that had a sex change. And it's like, what, what is happening to Fox News? The blaze has never been more important. Tonight, the pathway to servitude, the traitors who created the global supply crisis. Uh, also, just uh, want to let you know that uh, President Biden... President Biden uh, yesterday wanted to remind us that today is World Elder Abuse Awareness Day. Uh, And it uh, is a call to action on individuals and organizations and communities to raise awareness about elder abuse, neglect, and exploitation. Now... When Joe Biden said this yesterday, I thought, gee, I can't think of some old timer that's being exploited by the people who supposedly love him. But maybe that's 
just me. You know, my son, when he was like 10 years old, we're brutal to each other in our family. We are we are the most sarcastic family that you've ever met, and we're brutal about it, and we love it. It's the way our, we show our love to one another, strangely. Um, but Rafe was probably, I don't know, about 10 years old, and uh, and I was giving him crap on something, and he said, listen, old man, one day I'm going to be in charge, and I'm going to send you to a maternity ward. <laughs> and, um, you know, that's not elderly abuse, I think. I think what he meant was geriatric center, but I, I that would have been maybe abuse. But mm, a maternity ward, being there with the little babies and new moms, I think that would be I think that would be great. So, son, thank you for your effort on elder abuse, but it didn't work. Um, now, there's a couple of things that I want to I want to talk to you about uh, that I think are really, really, really important. Um, I just want to play some audio here, uh, but before I do, I want to play audio of one one thing of elder abuse. Is this elder abuse, or does Joe Biden know all about this and he's actually the one orchestrating it? Here's Hunter Biden in a piece that maybe tomorrow Stu will play in its entirety. It's like five minutes, and it is remarkable. He taped this conversation uh, on his laptop. He's having a conversation with another artist who is helping him, uh, you know, with his art. And he talks about his father. Listen to this. He's going to talk about drug reform and any other things that I want him to. Mm-hmm. He'll talk about um, anything that I want him to that he believes in. If I say this is important to me, mm-hmm. then he will work a way in which to make it a part of his of his platform my dad respects me more than he respects anyone in the world and i know that to be certain Hmm. he goes on to talk about how i call my dad all the time and we talk about policies and uh he's going to talk about this and he'll push whatever i want him to push it's an extraordinary piece of audio especially when dad said i don't know anything about anything we don't talk about anything like that He's making it very clear on this. Joe Biden knows and uh, and talks about all of it. But Joe Biden is kind of an interesting cat because I don't know if he's deliberately ignorant, if he is completely senile, if they won't let him watch television. I, I'm not sure if you look at the economy right now and how people are feeling, this man is more out of touch, I think, than really anybody since uh, the czar Nicholas. I mean, he was out of touch with the people. I think Joe Biden is approaching this. Listen to how he he talks about um, our economy and how people are feeling right now. This is cut six. Consumer confidence at the lowest in 70 years, lower than um, the Great uh, Recession, lower than the stock market crash of the 80s, lower than after 9-11. What can the White House do or will it do to instill some confidence in the American people and the economy? 
Well, it's important to first level set on where we actually are economically, and we are in a transition. We are moving out of what has been the strongest economic recovery in modern American history to what can be a more stable period of growth where we don't have to sacrifice all of those economic gains. And the key, I think, here is that we face real challenges and prices being uh, first among them, but we also have real economic strengths. Uh, the strength of our labor market, the strength of household balance sheets, where uh, notwithstanding people are uh, reporting low, low confidence, uh, they are also reporting uh, record highs in terms of uh, financial stability. Stop for a second. Stu, do you know anyone who is feeling financially stable right now? Do you know anybody who's like, you know what, this is bad, but I've got so much money stacked away in the bank that I'm not worried about it? Yeah, I mean, even people who are well off, I find. I mean, as you know, Glenn, we constantly gather in country clubs and and, uh, have cocktail parties with elitists uh, because we're conservatives. And when we oh, do yeah. that, even sure. the, even those people, I mean, you even notice people who are well off and have a decent amount of resources, they have no idea how to protect them. Where do you put this stuff right now? You, you've mentioned gold earlier, which has held up really well as compared to pretty much everything else over this uh, period. But like, you know, you're in crypto, you're down. You're in tech stocks, you're down. You're in uh, the S&P 500, you're down. Uh, you know, you're in cash, you're definitely down because inflation is wiping you out slowly, even though you don't realize it. And all of this like adds up. I mean, I, you know, they keep saying this, that like people have a higher amount of money, you know, in their savings accounts. And it's just like, it's completely a ridiculous measure. They gave a bunch of free money to people and told them they couldn't go anywhere. So yeah, a lot of people wound up over the COVID period saving some money because they were terrified of what was coming next. And that money is just slowly dwindling away. And over time, it will go away completely if it's kept, in crisis. Right. If it is kept in a bank, but I'm not sure it's being kept in the bank anymore. I think a lot of people have just blown through that. Mm-hmm. Not blown through it, but how many weeks can you fill your car once or twice a week at one hundred and twenty dollars a tank how many weeks can the average person do that i I don't know i don't know but i don't think very long Uh, biden goes on to say this is when he was at the afl cio that problems are bad but not like everywhere else under my plan for the economy we've made extraordinary progress and put america in a position to tackle a worldwide problem is worse everywhere but here. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then he says inflation is not because of reckless spending. Cut eight. I don't want to hear any more of these lies about reckless spending. We're changing people's lives. <laughs> okay. What? Stop. Why so, is he so You see angry? what he's saying here? He is... I don't know, because he's an old man and he's angry. Um, it, 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 you see what he just did? He said, I don't want to hear about this reckless spending anymore. It's all lies. We're changing people's lives. So what he's saying, as I interpret this, um, what he's, it, and I hate to interpret him because he may not have had any idea what he was talking about. But if you want to look at that logically, what he's saying is, it's not the reckless spending that is causing all of these problems. That's a lie. We are changing p- 
people's lives, meaning we are getting off of all of the fossil fuels. We're changing the way the economy even is run. We're leaving capitalism and going into the Great Reset. All of these things have to be done, and it's going to be painful. And we're going to be saving people's lives because of this. I think that's a moment of real honesty where he's telling the American people because he's done it before. This is going to be hard. But at the end of it, we're going to be better off because we won't be on fossil fuels. Yeah. And I think it's important to look at what could have been here. Uh, when we were going through COVID, I remember, Glenn, having a conversation with you saying that, like, you know, this is interesting in that we're seeing a real test of what conservatives ha- believe about spending. We've talked about this for so many years, and spending's mm-hmm. always been bad, and there's always been a problem. But our case was always, if you start going crazy, there is a breaking point. And there's a, there was the competing ideology of modern monetary theory. And we said during the time, like, look, we're just experimenting with this. We're going for it. We're going to print $4 trillion, $5 trillion. We're going to have all of this money coming from the Fed. And if there's not an effect from this, like, I don't know, does that prove our thesis wrong all this time? And here we go. Yeah. They do this. They now print another, then Biden comes in, they pass another multi-trillion dollar bill, and we're seeing that the entire time, the conservative position on this was correct. Look at inflation and what's happening right now. It's destroying families, and I think it's important to remember that the Democrats wanted and almost got another $6 trillion of spending between three and six. let me... Let me tell you, I want to end the program with a piece of audio on that very subject. We'll do that in just a minute. Stand by. Our sponsor, this half hour is LifeLock. Getting your identity stolen never happens at a good time. It's never a pleasant experience. You know, it's not like you answer the doorbell and some well-dressed young man says, Hi, I was wondering if I could borrow a cup of your identity. It's worse it's worse than you think it is. One day you go on to look at your bank account and he's already been there and he's taken more of a cup and it's gone. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting your life every day. We put our information at risk on the Internet. But that's why LifeLock is here. They can't catch everything. They can't monitor everything. Nobody can. But they can monitor things better than you can on your own. And if you do become a victim, they have restoration specialists that will work with you to help fix the problem. So call now. Join LifeLock. 1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK. If you use the promo code BECK, you're going to save 25% off your first year. So call lifelock.com, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or lifelock.com and use the promo code BECK. 25% off now, lifelock.com. The Glenn Beck Program. All right, I want to... I want to play a piece of audio here that I think really uh, says everything you you really need to know um, about what is you know what is really happening uh, in our um, in our country. You know, Stu was just talking about inflation and saying, you know, they could have had three to six trillion dollars more, and everybody was for it. But I, I people are now pretending that they weren't for it. Let me play this. A little flashback 
from Joe Scarborough on on MSNBC. Listen, this is pretty simple stuff. Let me say that again. This is pretty simple stuff. You get the head of the Progressive Caucus, you get Joe Manchin, and you get Joe Biden, and you put them in a room. And you say, we're not going to get out of this room until one of two things happen. One, we have a deal. Or two, we're going to have a press conference where we go out and announce that Joe Manchin does not support any piece of legislation regarding Build Back Better. We either have a bill or Joe Manchin will never support anything. And he's been lying to us for the past year and a half. It's very clear. And my God, I just wonder what would have happened if progressives today their six trillion dollar wish earlier this year. Yeah. In in an ironic way, you almost have to thank Joe Manchin for blocking that. I wouldn't even say ironically thank Joe Manchin. You can just thank Joe Manchin uh, if you're glad that interest rates aren't even higher. (laughs) I mean, look at that. He was saying to to his audience and a group of experts, look, you just have to throw Joe Manchin under the bus. He's not going to go, but we can't stop this. We have to have this. Now, as if he never said any of that? Yeah, well, you got to thank Joe Manchin for that. These guys have no soul. There's just no soul left. Hey, tonight, 9 p.m., you want to see what's coming and what's coming next and the, uh, the plan that has been underway since Obama first took office. We will show you how they are dismantling the country and what's coming next. You you will be prepared tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern on Glenn TV, blazetv.com slash Glenn.